Welcome everybody to the Pillars of Smoke podcast. My name is Sam. And I'm Mag. Man, this is just such great songs. Absolutely. You can't go wrong with B.B. King, bro. You cannot go wrong with B.B. King. If anyone out there really likes this song, it's called Christmas Love. And you know what? This is just one of those songs that you kind of, you grab your spouse or you grab your significant other and you just dance. That's right. You just hold them tight and you just dance. Mm-mm-mm. And a lot of people think the blues is sad music. No, it's, it's not. It's so not. This isn't sad at all. Christmas Love. For you singles out there? I'm sorry. That's cold, man. <laughs> That's cold. Better luck next year. Ouch. Or you can be bold. Or if 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 hey man, what? if your if your crush is single, make your shot. Shoot your shot. It's Christmas time. How? What do you mean? You you ever How? seen Love Actually? No. Ah oh, man, there's there's I mean bad bad example, but uh, there's a scene. Where uh, one of the dude, the guy that actually played uh, Rick Grimes in uh, okay. Walking Dead, uh, he goes up to like the like the person's house again. Bad example, but like comes out there with like a boombox, Christmas carols playing, and just has like this whole like slideshow made of poster boards. Okay, like professing his love to her again. Bad example, but <coughs> uh, Not creepy at all. Kind of, kind of creepy. But hey, man, I mean, shoot the text. If you got the number, shoot the text. Don't slide into the DM on Christmas. That's foul. Don't do that. Nah. Don't nah. do it. <laughs> the DM thing? I don't know, bro. No, don't do that one. That's that like, all. I find like the DM thing like a little like creepy. Yeah, that's not love. A little like sus. That's like, mm. it's so, it's not, it's not personal at all. Not one bit. Not for us. Different yeah, generations. Different generation, for sure. Different generations. I think we, we were growing up in the generation that was still <laughs> like, hey, go talk to her. Yeah. Like in person. Yes. We, we kind of grew up like that. And then we got into high school and it's like, all right, text her or call her. Mm. Mm. I didn't do the DM thing. No. I mean, we were in college by that point. Yeah, no. And I, I wasn't a very big user of social media either. No, Instagram was still... Young. Oh, a long way off. It was young. Long, long, long young. way off. It was off. just pictures. Yeah. There was no stories. There no, was no, no reels. No way. Oh, man. Well, anyways. Uh, that was a great song. I know. It's such a good song. Uh, and normally, we do have giveaways based we on our do. songs, but we have we a do. different giveaway for y'all today. This is a great one. Oh, it is such an amazing one. I really yeah. love this one. So, so do I. So do I. Uh, I'm sure we all know who good old Saint Nick, Santa Claus is. Jolly Saint Nick. Jolly Saint Nick. Here's a trivia question for you guys. And the mm-hmm. first person to comment the answer on our Instagram post for this pod for this episode uh, will win. What hey, are they winning? They're going <coughs> to win. We don't have a drum roll yet. We still don't have a drum roll. We need to get one. We do. A $40 Amazon gift card. Come on. Hey. Go ahead. Give it up. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. $40 Amazon gift card to the person who can get this answer correctly. And here is the trivia question. Come on. Give it to me. So there's a lot of myths about St. Nick. Uh, you know. How so? who he was. We know he was a monk. We know he gave away gifts. We know he, ro- he ran around in a robe that was kind of reddish colored. 
Nice. He walked around with a staff. So, like, so he's some... not like Santa Claus. <coughs> Shh. Oh. Oh. Uh, the it kind of anyways. Uh, Saint Nick, because he is sainthood, means that he was part of the church. So Saint Nick, here's your question. Legend goes, this man punched the arch heretic Arius who argued that Jesus in his capacity as the son of God was not co-eternal with God. Trivia question. What year did that happen? That's a good one. Right. That's a really good one. It doesn't one. seem like jolly old St. Nick punching people in the face. <laughs> they wouldn't be calling him jolly if they knew what he was doing. Hey. Now that's, that is a true form of apologetics that I can get behind. Oh, Definitely. And yeah. how much zeal and love must you have for Jesus Christ to punch someone in the face? <laughs> I mean, you tell that to the Hebrew Israelites. Oh, man. So this is like another topic for another day, but there's like a really wild sect out there mm. for of uh, it's, it's a really wild <coughs> Protestant sect uh, called Black Hebrew Israelites or Hebrew Israelites. Uh, there's about like I think they have like 12 different sects or seven or eight. <laughs> 12 tribes. <laughs> 12 tribes, yeah. No, but they're, they're, they're kind of wild. They're kind of wild. Like, do your research. You'll mm. see some interesting stuff that, that that comes up behind these guys. But. They could probably get behind that. That what? They could probably get behind that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That get someone in the face. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, one of their sects is actually very aggressive, very violent. Oh, yeah. Like, if you, if you find them on the street, they'll probably, like try to antagonize no. you they'll get physical yeah 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 it's a big thing it's a it's actually a pretty big problem in like college campuses and stuff like that oh uh, man oh yeah That's oh bad. yeah so, so mag what is our topic for today yes i think we have a great topic for today man this is probably one of my it's a it's not a tough it's not a challenging topic it's one that's spoken of very very often and kind of loosely. Very loosely. A little too loosely. Sometimes. Yeah, very loosely. But it's definitely one that you and I are very fond of, for uh, sure. And we are talking about love. the love of God. Mm. Mm, that's a great topic. That's always a good topic. It is. Because everyone wants to hear <coughs> about how loving God is. Oh, definitely. Like, nobody wants to really hear. The wrath of God. No. Nobody wants to hear that. No nobody wants, wants to hear the judgmental side. Nobody wants to talk about that. Plucking no, out your sins. Nobody wants to talk about the holiness of God. Ooh, Ooh the H word. Or righteousness. Ooh. But everyone wants to talk about the love of God. I yes. like the love of God. I love the love of God. <laughs> we really do. I mean, it's a good topic to talk about. Especially, Especially during, during Advent. Advent. Oh. Wow. Wow. Jinx. Ah. Uh, dang. Okay. Dude, you just told you just spoke. I know. All right, know. Sam. We'll take that one. I'll take that hit. Uh, <laughs> Dang, I should have said you owe me a Coke. I'm kind of thirsty right now. Oh, uh, here's some water. It's not gonna do it. It's not gonna cut <laughs> it. I need some Coke. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh well, I mean, during Advent season, the love of God is something that you always want to talk about. Yeah. Uh it's just prevalent throughout all of scripture. Starting from Genesis all the way to revelation yeah and um you know when we're looking at 
the birth of Christ during Advent. I think I think the biggest thing that we could look at is probably John three sixteen. Sure. And it says, I mean, if you don't know what it says, which I feel like most people know, <laughs> uh, but it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That's right. <clears throat> and it's just like, you look at that and there's, there's, there's two connotations and gave his son one. Mm-hmm. He sent his son down here. Like he didn't have to send his son. Sure. He did not have to come incarnate flesh. Right. And be born. And that's like that, that's like that, that's like that first imagery of God's love for us is the fact that He st- stooped down off His throne from heaven and became human to sacrifice Himself for us mm. to show us His love. Yeah, that's just astounding to me. I think that's an idea that not a lot of people can <coughs> can even understand. Yeah, like most people can't understand that God left his his throne his heavenly throne mm-hmm. became of human flesh became it was literally human just like you and me yep. struggled with the same things that you and i struggle with yep. felt the exact same emotions that we feel mm. but didn't break to any to any <sighs> one of them he didn't fall to not one mm. of he i mean he <clears throat> he felt the the entire human experience. Yeah, he had the yeah exactly. He had the <clears throat> entire human experience. He felt everything to the highest degree, from pain to sadness to everything to loving someone else. Everything. The love of the love of parents, the love of siblings, the love of friends. And there's there's an interesting. There's there's an interesting idea that comes from that, which is why did he do that? Hmm. It's because God is love. Yep. And that's that's very and like we said earlier, love is an idea that a lot of people just throw loosely. Yes. They, they throw around loosely when talking mm-hmm. about God, because they feel like that's all that God is, because it's something that Scripture specifies. God is love in the New Testament. John, First uh, John four eight, right. God is love. So everyone loves to throw that idea around when it comes to not judging sin, not calling <coughs> things for you know for what they are, right. letting people do whatever they want, not talking about the or evading the harder conversations like the holiness of God, the wrath of God, the justice of God, the righteousness of God, and all those mm. things. So everyone likes to, or not everyone, excuse me, a lot of people like to people. hide behind the idea of God is love. So God is love without digging deeper right. into that. God is love simply <coughs> meaning that it's an attribute of God. Mm. It's not the only attribute of God. Mm-hmm. Some of his other attributes like we just mentioned, holiness, righteousness, justice, wrath, all of those things are part of who, who God is. is. And he shows every single one of the aspects of his attributes he shows them perfectly. Mm-hmm. And they're pure. And ex- Absolutely. He shows them perfectly to the highest degree, to the highest levels. But one of those attributes that he shows, and one that we're very passionate about, is love. Hmm. Because it affects us. Uh, it affects us now. Yes. 
you, you, you feel actual changes from God's love in your life. But this is the reason why <laughs> we feel like we feel very close knit to the love of God. Be- one, because it's tangible in Christ. So we, we actually see the love being shown to us when God sent his son right. around that Christmas season. So that's what we're remembering. That's what we're celebrating, the sending of his son. For many years, it was an awaited coming of Christ, the first coming of Christ. It was promises that were made to us in the Old Testament, many promises made to us. And then that love is magnified to the umpteenth degree at the cross. Hmm. And, and one of the reasons that we can relate to that so heavily and so well that we gravitate to the cross of Christ and a lot of people like to hold on to God is love because of the work of Christ on the cross is because they start to see the value of it when they start to recognize the sinfulness mm. of who we are mm. or they they start to uh, I didn't say that properly they start <laughs> they start to weigh our sin against the right. Against they start the to weigh the sin against the love of God, and it's it's funny because the rest of that passage of John three sixteen, people always forget to read mm-hmm. the rest of it. So from verses seventeen to twenty one, it says, "For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. That's whoever right. believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God." And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. That's right. <coughs> so it's so it really is just like this this whole thing of, you know, when you truly do believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he did come to die for your sins, mm-hmm. that he was born specifically for that, it does change your aspect of God's love because it's, it's no long, it's, it's God loved me so much that he was willing to sacrifice himself to disrupt my love for my sin. Sure. And this is the greater of the, the the greater perspective of that is that he was the only way to satisfy yes. that love. So there was nothing that you and I could do to satisfy that love or to satisfy um, that wrath. Exactly. There was nothing that you and I can do. There was no ritual, there was no sacrifice, there was no church attendance, small group attendance, loving on a person that you've never met before, anything like that. It was only through the very work of God himself. So therefore, he he, he basically reconciles with himself and says, well, there's nothing that they can do mm-hmm. to satisfy that wrath because they are not perfect. They're sinful creatures. They're sinful people. They're sinful creatures. <coughs> and unfortunately, my command says that only blood will satisfy mm. my wrath. Mm. Only perfect blood. But I don't want my creation to die. So 
I mean, if he if he wanted perfect blood, we we would never be able to fit the bill. No, ever. Never. Like one of us would have to be perfect, mm-hmm. and that one person would want would have to want to give up their perfection for every single other person. And uh, sinful human beings, there's no one who's going to do that. I'm perfect. Why would I give my perfection for you, sir? Right. Why would I give my place in heaven for you? Oof. But then you would say, well, if you were perfect, then, that, then you would do that. Right. But the human mind can't understand that. No. There's no reconciling that. And, like, you, and, you and, can't and wrap our, our minds around that. finiteness. That's like, see, that's where, that's where the song uh, Reckless Love. Sure. For a while, like, I was slightly against, the, I was slightly against that song because... To call God reckless was <laughs> kind of like, eh, it's, it's a little, sure, it's a borderline. Sure, sure. But when you look at it in that aspect, from the human standpoint, it's reckless. It's a reckless love because it's, we don't understand that. We can't, we can understand it to a degree of sacrificing ourselves like that. We might do it for our kids. We might take a bullet for a friend. But we kind of look at it and like, but would I really though? <laughs> would I really do that though? I don't know if I love that person that much to let them die. Sure, sure. Like, but in God's aspect, in God's looking at, trying to look at it from God's eyes, it's exactly what you're saying. There is nothing they can do. So check this out. I mean, <clears throat> there's a song that we sing very often. Mm-hmm. during christmas oh holy night yes everyone loves that song yes everyone has like their their favorite rendition of that song actually funny enough the other day i was driving around with uh i was driving around with my girlfriend and i play my favorite rendition of oh holy night who is it david phelps bro if you've never heard david phelps sing oh holy night i challenge you go out there go find it it is by far my favorite rendition the live version, not the studio <coughs> version. The live version, Aww. it's absolutely, in, it, I mean, it's absolutely insane, in my opinion. Right. He's probably one of the world's best tenors. And mm. for me, again, in my opinion, because he's very gospel-oriented, he's a, he's, he's a believer and all that stuff. So he he has this rendition. So we're driving down the street, and I play this song for her. The song's over. We get to the spot where we were driving to. I think we were driving to go get something to eat. And I turn over to her and I was like, oh, what did you think? And she was like, she's like, oh, it was okay. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea you were going to do that. Oh, my God. It's good timing. Good timing. I see Sam reach over. I'm like, what's this guy gonna touch? I already unmuted his mic. Oh man, oh, that was oh perfect. <laughs> oh man, dude, we have too much fun doing we this. We do, we do. So she said it was just okay. She's like, oh, it's just okay. It's okay. But her favorite rendition is Celine Dion's version. She absolutely Four. loves hers. I mean, Four. I still haven't heard it. I need to. I need to actually listen to it. I mean, it's Celine Dion. So just think. Yeah, I guess. Her. I, I want to listen to it. I still want to listen. Whatever. I digress. 
let me let me get back away from my from this rabbit hole. Let me dig my way out of here real quick. So, in the song "Oh Holy Night," right. there's a part that it says, "Truly, He taught us to love one another. Mm. His law <coughs> is love, and His gospel is peace. Oof. His law is love, mm. not His gospel is love." Mm-hmm. His law is love. Well, that makes sense when you look at what Jesus said about the first two commandments. Absolutely. Uh, oh, for sure. <sighs> for sure. But check this out. His law is love. But how can, the, how can the law of God be love? Because it was pointing to something. Mm. That law was never intended in us keeping it perfectly. God knew that we would never be able to keep it. That's why Jesus tells the Pharisees, well, which one of you has been able to keep the law perfectly? Yes, you might be able to keep the command, but in your heart, you've murdered. Mm. In your heart, you've lusted. Mm. In, your law, in, your, in, in, in your heart, you've done all, in, in, excuse me, in your heart, you've done all kinds of things. So therefore, have you really kept the command? Huh. No, you haven't. Therefore, the law of God was always pointing to the propitiation of his son Oof. for that for that perfect love to keep his law mm. this weekend and, and then therefore what <coughs> comes out of that is the gospel right which is not in itself love and it's in, in its in its very essence what the gospel does it creates peace right but not between each other not between man to man and between god between and man. god and man it satisfies that wrath of God, and it creates, and now there is peace between mm. God and man. And then you can experience the full love of God. Absolutely. When, when you have peace with God, you can definitely see God as a loving God. Right. But you're also able to appreciate and love and pursue his holiness, mm. his justice. His righteousness. His righteousness. <clears throat> so... With that, I mean, this past weekend uh, at our church, at Christ Fellowship Miami, our pastor, Pastor Omar, shared this. I mean, he shared a great message. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this weekend's mm-hmm. message. And he was talking about the love of God. And he was also covering, um, we were also going through an Advent season, an right. Advent uh, series in our church. And he was covering the love of God from the perspective of. I love the perspective that he spun that on. It was so good. It was. Uh... You know, a lot of people look at the love of God and it's like, oh, I know lo- I know God loves me because I have his protection. I know God sure. loves me because he provides sure. for me. I know God loves me because of this or that or I'm wealthy or I have a good job or mm-hmm. I have my health intact. And then he's and then he kind of spins that and he's like, well, what about the people that don't that sure. still believe? And he and he pointed to, well, the ultimate proof of God's love is his son. Yep. And the sacrifice that he made to bridge that gap between us and him. And for all time, that love bridge will forever be there between us. Yeah. And that is his full proof of how you know that God loves you because he didn't have to do that. No, absolutely he not. He really didn't. It, it like, like I think back to like, I think back to Genesis mm-hmm. when he looked at Noah. Okay. And before he wiped out, like everything it's like he kind of looked at everything and he's like ah. <laughs> no yeah that's probably how he felt <laughs> he could he in that moment he's he probably did. so disgruntled <clears throat> he didn't have to he didn't have to save noah no he didn't he didn't have to save noah 
but he found favor in Noah. And that was his love for humans. Well, you know, that finding favor, it's really God showing him grace. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what that word favor is is alluring to. It's not that Noah Yeah, Noah was a righteous man, but he still wasn't perfect. Right. I mean, bro. <laughs> Yeah, Noah we know still that. had his sin. Yeah, we know that because after everything was said and done, he went and made himself a vineyard and just got drunk for the rest of his life. So <clears throat> Noah was still as sinful as anyone else. Right. He was a little more righteous than other people, but God still found favor in him mm-hmm. or for had favor for him, and he gave, he showed him that grace. Um, I think my favorite my my the perspective that i really enjoyed from this weekend's message mm-hmm. was the idea that god's love is not tied to our circumstances mm. it's it doesn't have to be or we shouldn't look at god's love from the perspective of my you know i have this perfect family dynamic my bank account is full i'm driving a nice car or um, my health is all there because at the end of the day, there are very godly people who don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. So God's love is certainly not dependent That's on not. our circumstances because on the other side of that coin, there are very ungodly people mm-hmm. who have their wealth, who have their families, mm-hmm. who have their their nice they've stuff. Got, they've and their got health their health, and, wealth, and prosperity going They on. have all that stuff and they have... Not, they they are in complete hostility with God. Hmm. They want nothing to do with him. Hmm. So our circumstances can never dictate or don't ever dictate the love that God has for you and for me. Hmm. But we can only experience that peace with God through the gospel. Right. Which is where we started. This 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 whole thing, it kind of starts with hope, peace, love. Right. And we kind of covered last week, we kind of talked about peace a little bit. Right. But this is that full perspective that we have on peace. We can't have peace with God unless we've experienced the love of God, Mm. which is shown to us not only at the cross, but it started with the birth of Christ. The birth of Christ. And the coming of the Messiah. It starts with not, well, and we can even stretch it further back. We can even go into the Old Testament. We can even go into the beginning in Genesis and and the promises coming from Genesis on, from Genesis to to Malachi. All through that, God is showing his love by promising, hey, I'm going to send you a Messiah. I'm going to send you someone who's going to keep my law perfectly, Mm -hmm. who will be an atonement for your sin. Mm. And at the end of the day, that's God showing his perfect love. That just changes like the, the phrase like God loves you. Oh, it changes it completely. It changes it because it's because it, becomes, it has nothing to do with us, and it becomes very personal. Yeah, it becomes a very personal thing because it's despite like, like of anything we've it, done. Despite of anything we've done, and you look at it and it's like, well, how does I mean, does God really love me? And then you look at like things that the psalmist would write. Yeah, well, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Mm-hmm. You knew who I was before I was conceived. Yep. You knew every, you know every hair on my head. It's like when you look at it in that aspect, that's a very intimate way to know someone. To have known them before they were ever made. And you think that God doesn't love you. Check this out. Romans 5, 8. 
but God shows his love for us mm. in that while we were still sinners, mm. Christ died for us. Mm. And that's powerful mm-hmm. because while we were still sinners, this passage in Romans applies to us yep. and it applied in the first century as it applied in the time before Christ. And as it applies to us in the future. Why? Because Christ dying for us wasn't something that God came up with when Christ was born. Hmm. It was the plan the whole time. Absolutely. It was the plan the whole time. From the beginning of time, before Adam and Eve sinned, God knew you. Hmm. Before time began, God God already had this thing in motion. He already knew what was going to happen. He already knew he was going to sacrifice his son. He already knew that the only way for there to be peace would be th- through showing his love through Christ. Hmm. It, it changes. Like it you changes said, it changes. It changes your perspective on, on love. Hmm. The only thing that I can say after that is I hope you guys don't use the word love you loosely anymore. Yeah. Don't don't use it loosely anymore. At least when referring to God. like At least when referring to God. You want to go ahead and tell your boyfriend or your girlfriend that you've only oh, been yeah, with for, for sure. a month that you love them? Go right ahead. Do your thing. But when it comes to God, don't just throw around, God is love, God is love, like it's some arbitrary thing. It's yeah. not. Understand the gravity of what God's love truly means. There's 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 weight there. There's, there's certainly weight there. And the, and then ah oh man, I wish we had more time around this one. But just just what the love of God pushes us to do when we understand that gravity. Well, we went we well, you know what? That kind of pours into next week. Yes. That kind of pours into next week. Next week we're going to be going into joy. Oh yeah. Joy to the world. Oh, that would have been good if that if that's what would have if that's what if that's the song that would have been playing that would have been great but yeah next week joy we're gonna be we're gonna be summing up this series this advent time by talking about the joy that we can find mm-hmm. through the love of god and so i guess birth that, of christ that kind of uh it will pour in so we'll that, talk that's about what that pours next into week. it all right y'all thank you so much for joining us don't forget about that uh giveaway that we're doing what year didn't St. Nick punch someone in the face? Arius. <coughs> the Arch Heretic. Bro, when you get a when you get a name like the Arch Heretic, uh, yeah, that must have been bad. Well, I mean he was an archbishop, but you know <laughs> we're calling him an arch heretic. Oh, you came up with that? Oh, that's where I found it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I wish I came up with that. That's clever. Start All right, y'all. We hope you guys are doing well. Love you guys. Peace.